When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Viking Age podcast this is the official podcast of the VikingAge.com. My name is Chris Shad. I write for the Viking Age as well as Bring Me the News, Zone Coverage, and the Brookings Register. We do this every Monday and Thursday right here on the Viking Age YouTube channel. But we're also on Apple and Spotify the very next day if you miss us. However you consume us, make sure you're rating, commenting, sharing, and subscribing. so You never miss a new episode and we can spread the word to the masses. Now, usually if it's just me on a solo screen to begin the show, it's uh, Chris has a guest. This is going to be super fun. Well, actually, today I don't have a guest because Adam uh, came up with a scheduling emergency. He had to watch his kids, which I said, just give them, you know, some chocolate and a two liter of Mountain Dew and some crayons and it'll be fine. Um, he didn't find that quite humorous. So he is not here. Uh, I am here and I'm going to try something a little different today. It's going to be a solo thing. And uh, basically what I'm going to do is I'm going to rant about the Vikings win over the Atlanta Falcons. And then I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to talk. Uh, I, I actually made a call this afternoon to get some questions from you guys. I wanted to do a little bit of a mailbag segment, called out a couple of times. I got some decent questions. So um, in preparation for that segment, if you're watching this, and which, by the way, thank you, uh, go ahead and drop a comment. If you got a question, I will do my best to answer it, and uh, we'll just kind of go through it that way. So let's start off by talking about what happened yesterday for your Minnesota Vikings. They go out, they the Atlanta Falcons. It's their fourth straight win. Uh, 31 to 28 is the final score. Look, we knew this game was going to be weird. Uh, Kirk Cousins, not under center for the first time due to injuries since 2018. He also missed a game due to a positive COVID test in 2021. But this was the first long-term absence of Kirk Cousins' career as a Viking. So you're going to have Jaron Hall behind center. Uh, you were missing Christian Derrissaw who also was listed as questionable, shockingly, on Saturday when they released the injury report. And then they turned around and said, yeah, he's not playing. So uh, the Vikings already were kind of in a bad way before that game started. And then Jaron Hall got hurt on the first drive of the game. His head bounced around on a pretty violent hit towards the goal line. Uh, he needed to go to the blue tent. Uh, the blue tent experience was not good for him, and they took him out of the game immediately. So they were down their quarterback. K.J. Osborne 
He also suffered a concussion on a catch over the middle. Uh, he kind of took a double helmet to helmet hit, which wasn't flagged. I'm sure it'll be one of those things that, um, you know, they, that that's the NFL's thing right now. They don't fly or flag guys on the field for helmet to helmet hits. They just come back on Saturday. It's like, and it's always like a random amount, like some helmet to helmet hits are more than others. Um, you know, they suspend guys, you know, it, it's, it's pretty fascinating stuff. I think NFL network, they're looking for some programming they could just do wheel of fines and they could figure it out that way. So KJ Osborne was gone. And then, uh, you lose cam acres as well. Acres tears his Achilles. Uh, I don't know if it's the same one that he's been, uh, that he injured. What was it now? A couple of years ago, but, uh, for a running back to suffer one Achilles injury, it's never good. He was able to come back. Uh, this time he ruptured it, which I'm not sure if there's like a difference between the two. I'm not a doctor or anything, but, um, that is going to take a lengthy recovery from cam Akers, and that whole experiment could be over. So the Vikings were even more shorthanded as the game went along. Uh, and then Josh Dobbs stepped in and a lot of things changed. He goes 158 yards passing, two touchdowns through the air. He also had seven carries for 66 uh, rushing yards and a touchdowns. Um, there are a lot of things to get to with this game because there are a lot of things that were unexpected. There are a lot of things that the Vikings did that a lot of people have wanted that, to see them do since the beginning of the season. But I think the biggest takeaway from this game is not Josh Dobbs. And we'll talk about him a little bit later. This is about Kevin O'Connell. And, you know, a lot of the things that he has done to really make this a team that cannot be killed. And I know Halloween was five days ago, six days ago. We're in November 6th. So you've all basically traded in your pumpkins for uh, Christmas decorations now. So shout out if you got your tree up early. But Kevin O'Connell came in. I mean, let, let, let's go back in time. Let's go back in time to when the Minnesota Vikings were led by Mike Zimmer. Those final two years. They go to the playoffs in 2019. Uh, the quote that kind of just seems to have been burned into my brain at that time was when Mike Zimmer, after the loss to the San Francisco 49ers, he said, this is a young man's game and the Vikings had to rebuild. They had to get young players in. They tried that in 2020. It didn't work out well. They went seven and nine. They go to the free agent market the following year and they signed basically every bargain basement free agent to a one-year deal. They go down and basically they stayed down. Uh, I think the Vikings even started 0-3. Or no, no, no. They did not start 0-3 in 2019 because I was at that game. Or 2021, rather, because I was at that game. So um, I think they got off to a 1-2 and start. Maybe they climbed back. They never broke above 500, I think, in either of those seasons. And it was because like when Mike Zimmer's teams got down, they never overcame anything. Like Even in 2017, a lot of it was our defense is going to suffer – uh, excuse me, not suffer, but suffocate you. We're going to jump on top and then we're just going to use the running game to grind the clock out. And they won a lot of games like that way. Hell, they made the NFC championship game. It was great. But when they got down, there was a lot of finger pointing. There's a lot of lamenting over injuries and a lot of other stuff with the end of the Mike Zimmer era. With Kevin O'Connell, it seems way different. Like on multiple levels, you look at last year, the Vikings had 11 and 0 record in one score games. You might've heard that. That's like right next to the question, where's Adam Thielen from on the Minnesota Vikings fan test. But the Vikings had that 11 0 record in one score game. They 
had eight fourth quarter comebacks, which tied an NFL record. And a lot of people, they looked at him and they said fraudulent. When they went against the New York Giants, they had Daniel Jones, Brian Dable. Brian Dable was the bell of the ball. You know, he's going up there. He's dancing around a cherry pie and everything else. Just like, yeah, I, that you're welcome for burning that into your brain. But, you know, when the Giants beat the Vikings last January, it was just like, aha, this team was fraudulent. I told you they couldn't keep it up. Look at this. Daniel Jones, Brian Dable. We love them both. Well, Jones and Dable both suck. And the Giants are one of the worst teams in the NFL. Giants could have the last laugh because that Daniel Jones contract is basically a two-year contract and they're going to have a very high draft pick to get a quarterback. So, I mean, if you're on that quarterback train like I was at the beginning of the year, I don't know. Maybe you do want to be the Giants right about now. But for the Vikings, you know, they lost a lot in the offseason. They lose Adam Thielen. They lose Eric Kendricks. And these are by choice. They, they cut Dalvin Cook. They traded away Zedaria Smith. They let Patrick Peterson walk. They let Dalvin Tomlinson walk. That's just a few of the departures that happened over the offseason. And, you know, the Vikings could have easily looked at that. And I think a lot of fans did and said they, they don't want to win this year. Like, I think Albert Breer had a report about a week ago where he was just like, you knew the Vikings didn't want to get into that whole competing thing this year because they shed all those veterans. They shed all that salary and they just wanted to, you know, rebuild, take a step back and go get their quarterback of the future in 2024. You know, you continue with that thing a little bit. First four weeks, they go one and three. They don't look like a very good football team. Uh, actually, they were one and four. So first five weeks, you know, I, I've sat on this show a lot saying this team sucks. You need a tank for a quarterback. You need to go get somebody in this draft who is very, very good. Uh, and, and we don't know about that. I mean, a lot of people will use Christian Ponder as an example. Um, I don't think any quarterback in this class is going to be destined to be Christian Ponder. I think that's more of a infrastructure and circumstance type of thing. Um, you know, people just don't become that. I mean, it's reaching for a guy. And I don't think this regime is going to do that if they see a guy they don't like. So kind of guiding off that segue a little bit, I think that the Vikings, when they got down one and four, a lot of people wanted them to tank, but they went in the locker room and said, hey, like we're we're balling as far as yards per play. A lot of these metrics, you know, win in the margins, right? They probably looked at all those margins and said, hey, we're doing this well. We're doing this well, doing this well. We just got to stop fumbling. Like, and then that's an easy thing. You know, you can work on it. You know, Kevin O'Connell bought stuff from Amazon. He's whacking dudes with pool noodles all over TCO Performance Center. The Vikings were going ahead and they were getting all that. But, you know, eventually the Vikings started translating those into wins. They get a win over the 49ers. They get a win over a bad Packers team. And then they go to Atlanta and they do it. And culture, it's a phrase that is overused in sports, like all over the place. Every college football coach will sit there and tell you about their culture, right? You know, PJ Fleck, row the boat, right? We're going to, we're going to run you over. We're going to play good defense and we're going to lose every meaningful game possible because I'm afraid to lose. That's basically uh, the culture in Minnesota. You know, every college coach, they get upset when their culture is questioned. Like PJ Fleck saw those, he'd probably be like, what are you talking about? Row the boat, Sky Yuma, go Gophers. And, you know, I mean, the Miami Heat decided to put it on the front of their jersey, which looks 
absolutely hideous. But outside of that, it's the buzzword that everybody is using when it comes to sports. And I mean, you know, when you look at the end of the Zimmer era, they tried all these things. They, they tried to handle adversity. And every time they got kicked, it was, woe is me, woe is me. But like starting with last year, like every time the Vikings got kicked down, they, they kept getting back up. They were like Jason Voorhees getting stabbed in the face with a machete, giggling and then slashing the teenagers. Graphic example. But it's exactly what it is. It just seems like every time you expect this team to die, they find a way to come back up. And you saw it in this game. You saw it in the locker room after the game where Kevin O'Connell, I mean, every when was the last time you have seen a Vikings locker room that jacked up? And maybe it was during the Leslie Frazier era. I don't know. They they weren't bringing cameras in the locker room back then. But Kevin O'Connell, you know, telling everybody to like cheer for Josh Dobbs. And, you know, the teammates picking Josh Dobbs up on their shoulders and like running him across the locker room like nobody in that locker room is supposed to be in this position right now. The Vikings aren't supposed to be five and four without Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson, Christian Darison, everybody else on the roster right now. The Viking, you know, Josh Dobbs, he, he literally, you know, Arthur Smith is sitting there going like, well, you guys don't know. I mean, you're, you're developing a quarterback. It's, it's, you know, rocket science. And Josh Dobbs said, I'm a rocket scientist. And by the way, I only need four days and, you know, half a playbook to cook you. Like it, this whole team, it does not matter what happens to them. And, and like, let's, let's not overreact to this. The Vikings aren't winning the Super Bowl. I, I don't think so. I mean, even though the NFC is a mess right now, I, I mean, look, look at what they got right now. You know, you look at, I mean, top team in the NFC is Philadelphia, right? I, I mean, watching them on that last drive in the second half yesterday, I don't know. They, they seem a little, they're not as headstrong as they were a year ago. And I mean, if you know, you wonder where that team would be if they just outlawed the tush push or the brotherly shove or any other phrase that they just use nonstop because they, they get a lot out of that. And they're the only team that can do it. Everybody else tries to do it and then it stopped. So, I mean, it's like a double advantage for the Eagles right now, where it's just like, Hey, we can, we can use this to our advantage and screw the other team over. It's great. Um, Detroit. I mean, we all love Dan Campbell, right? But do you believe in them? Do you really believe in them? I mean, I think everybody's just waiting for the shooter drop and Dan Campbell to do something stupid or, you know, Ben Johnson to have like a lapse in judgment because everybody kind of thinks, you know, Ben Johnson's kind of the right hand man that kind of stirs the drink for the Lions. Is that's what's happening there? Because if it is, they, they could be had, especially towards the end of the season, even though Detroit's schedule pretty easy from here on out. Uh, the Vikings already beat San Francisco. Do they get healthy at the end of the year? Uh, does it matter? The Vikings have a win over the 49ers. There is that. And then you look at the other teams. It's like, are you really afraid of the Saints, who the Vikings will play next week? Are you afraid of the Cowboys? Are you afraid of the Falcons or the Seahawks? I don't think the answer is yes, but I don't think the Vikings are going to make some magical run all the way to the Super Bowl, but they can compete. And I think that's where this culture thing has come into play. It's where Kevin O'Connell is getting everybody to believe in this team after they got off to such a slow start. And, you know, no matter what happens, this team's just not going to fold. And even the next couple of teams that they see, they're flawed teams just like the Vikings are. Like the Vikings aren't this perfect juggernaut team that everybody's going to look at and be like, oh my God, they're, who's who going to stop them? You know, the Twitter meme. Like until they go to Cincinnati, 
who has some problems of their own, but kind of a Super Bowl contender right now with a healthy Joe Burrow. You know, I, I, I look at the Viking schedule and I see, yeah, they could win that game, e- even against the Lions. Like, I, I'm looking at that going, they could win that. I mean, Cincinnati is the only game from here on out where I go, they might be screwed there. But I mean, each game is going to be a coin flip and it's not going to be pretty, but it could very well happen. So, like I said, this team, it just doesn't die. And it's going to be very intriguing down the stretch. So let's take a look here. And by the way, uh, again, if you got a comment, help me out. I'm just basically talking uh, to myself here. College football Rolodex says, hey, man, hey, man, what's going on? Thanks for watching the show. Um, Josh Dobbs. Let's talk about Josh Dobbs a little bit because he is one of the biggest stories as far as this game goes. Uh, hopefully he wasn't saying, Hey man, uh, your, your camera's crooked or whatever. Now I'm just kind of noticing that. But, uh, once again, thank you everybody for watching Josh stops. Let's talk about him a little bit. The Vikings acquire him on Tuesday. Kevin O'Connell said, Hey, he could play if he's needed. And the Vikings wound up needing him on, uh, Sunday. Uh, again, Jared Hall goes out with that concussion. He didn't even know the names of his teammates. He was saying after the game which was quite incredible. Uh, He's breaking down cadence on the sideline. And here he is leading a victory again over an Atlanta team. Who's a little bit shaky, but they're they're nothing all that bad. Uh, Here's what I liked about Dobb. I felt like there was a bit of a calmness around him. And, you know, I, there was a lot of chaotic moments. He had the fumble interception thing, whatever you want to call it. But he also turned around and he just kept making plays. He made plays with his arm. He made plays with his feet. Is he going to do that every week? No, but I mean, but I mean, you look at all the things that he had to handle on Sunday and he just like took it in stride. Like a lot of players would have freaked out in that situation. And I'm not bashing anybody. I'm not sitting here bashing Kirk Cousins. Cause like, that's one of my criticism when things go wrong, starts gritting his teeth. He's freaking out. He's doing all that stuff. But I mean, you know, players were telling him the plays in the huddle, like, this is Rolodex XQ uh, double slant slash 98. And like, he's kind of looking around like whatever the hell that is. And like, he's like, what do, what do I have on my left side? And Jordan Harris is like, oh yeah, I'm running a post and TJ's running it. You know, they were doing that all in the course of 40 seconds, which is completely insane. And then you also have the terminology, which is vastly different. We saw that in quarterback where Kirk Cousins was talking about the difference between Kevin O'Connell's offense and every other offense where he had to record them and listen to them on the way home. Uh, just so he grasped the right terminology to l- use on a weekly basis. The guy is literally a rocket science, uh, a rocket scientist, I should say. Um, that could very well become this year's Adam Thielen went to Mankato storyline when you think about it. But he also was able to make plays with his feet. And again, not a dig at Kirk, but I mean, it just added another element to this Vikings offense that the Falcons could not handle uh, throughout the. Uh, throughout the uh throughout the week sorry i was checking comments there i'm still getting used to just doing this solo so i am going to get to the mailbag questions i'm seeing a couple in the comments right now um we'll we'll keep going with it here um you know i i mean his feet that that was a big thing josh dobbs the fourth and seven run to me that was a prime example on that final drive he had like a 20 yard run that kept the drive going and then he finds Brandon Powell in the end zone three plays later. Like, it's just something the Vikings haven't had under Kirk Cousins. And now it kind of gives defenses something extra to think about. And we'll talk about how you really attack Josh Dobbs. But I mean, it's just a story that's so much fun. Like, this is his fourth team in the last two and a half seasons. 
Uh, he started eight games for Arizona this year before he was traded. You know, he was welling up in the press conference when he was talking about his career, which he called a beautiful journey. If you like the Case Keenum story a couple of years ago, you'll love Josh Dobbs, especially if he keeps winning games. Now, if he turns around and he throws like four picks on Sunday, you know, we're probably having a different conversation. And, you know, this is probably like a game you bring up like five years from now and go like, remember when Josh Dobbs came in and he just kind of, you know, chucked the ball around. That was fun. Wasn't stuff like that. Um, the things I didn't like about Dobbs ball security was a problem. Uh, he had that weird interception fumble thing. Like I said, I think he might have had a bad snap or two, which is like understandable because he didn't really know the guys. And then there were a couple of inaccurate throws, which I mean, he's technically the Vikings fourth string quarterback at this point, And the fifth string quarterback tore his Achilles. Um, beggars can't be choosers. You're not going to get Kirk Cousins, you know, just dropping dimes all over the place when you're going to your fourth string quarterback. So um, that's just the thing there. I mean, other than that, I, I don't think you could ask him uh, to play any better than he did on Sunday. And that's a good thing. Um, let's go to this. Let's go to this here. This is from, see, I, I can't even, you, Yogi Gosab at Purple Rain 24-7. Okay. Would you start Josh Dobbs until he plays bad? Yes. Yes, I would. Because I think the team is kind of behind him. Now, if Dobbs has a really bad week of practice, maybe you're talking that, but, but Kevin O'Connell did say today, I believe he said Josh Dobbs is going to start. Um, You know, I, I mean, Jaron Hall, the thing about him is that he's a rookie and even going back to the preseason, I mean, he looked awesome in that first drive, right? He he got the Vikings right down. There were a couple busted coverages by Atlanta. I mean, that first one was a rollout. He had a guy right in his face and Hall was just able to flip it over to, I believe it was Johnny Munt for a big gain. And he ran all the way down the sideline, got a big chunk gain there. He had another chunk gain later in the drive. And then, you know, he was real, he was doing the same things that Josh Dobson. But that was also the product of getting all those starter reps over the course of the week and going ahead and doing what he needed to do. I'm kind of talking in circles here, but I think for right now, until Josh Dobbs is not uh, is not performing, I think that's the way to go. Jeff H. What's up, man? He's wondering if the Vikings will become NFL darlings now. I don't know. Like the national media, I, I'm going to go full Minnesotan here, but like national media never like accepts a Minnesota team, right? Even in 2017, when they were 13 and or uh, 13 and three, I was going to say 13 and four, but they didn't have the 17. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouthwatering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details game back then you know 13 and 3 I, I mean the Vikings were favorites going to Philadelphia but I mean I don't know it, it's always East Coast they love their Philly they love their Dallas you know who gonna stop them uh the Eagles did on Sunday you know I, 
I, I it, it will be interesting to see if Josh Dobbs' Cinderella story continues. Uh, because if it does, I think maybe a lot of people will pick that up. Maybe a lot of people will start paying attention to the Vikings and more people want to see Josh Dobbs play. Uh, case in point, the Vikings, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we looked at the two primetime games they have coming up. They have a Sunday night game in Denver in two weeks, and they have a Monday night game against the Bears in three weeks. We thought they were both going to get flexed. Neither of them got flexed. They're going to be in prime time, and it's going to be national exposure. Josh Dobbs on Sunday night football. Carrie Underwood belting out her tunes. I I don't even know where I was going out there. But, um, yeah, I mean, I I think the Vikings will get more national attention, especially if they uh, go ahead and keep winning. Let's keep doing this, man. We're about 25 minutes in. Uh, I called for some questions on the mailbag today. Uh, got a couple of good ones. Uh, by the way, follow me at the real Chris shot on threads. Uh, I'm also the same on Twitter. I do the same thing over there. Uh, I got five questions when I reached out. So I, I mean, let's go ahead. Let's do this. Let's try the first ever Viking age mailbag. And the first one comes from Nick D Madsen from threads. He says small examples. But in the five games with Kirk and Justin Jefferson, the Vikings averaged 22 points per game. In the three with Kirk and no uh, no JJ, it was 21.6 points per game. In one game with neither and a quarterback rostered for five minutes, they scored 31. First question, he says, this has to make everyone feel absolutely ecstatic about Kevin O'Connell. One minute. A, thinking about that a little bit. And B, when you do a show by yourself, you become a little bit parched. Um, absolutely. I I mean, if you're not excited about Kevin O'Connell, I have some questions for you because I just spent 20 minutes talking about his culture and how much different it is from the Mike Zimmer era. That was the big problem is like when they got knocked down, they stayed down. They balled up in the fetal position. I think there's a picture of Kirk cousins, uh, from the 2020 opener with him in the field position. Nothing bad. I'm not slamming Kirk. I mean, some people are going to sit there and be like, it's not making fun of Kirk. No, 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 no. That's fine. Um, you know, I think he elevates the guys uh, that he works with, especially at quarterback. A guy like Josh Dobbs with a skill set that is similar to O'Connell, I, I think that comes into play because he knows how to use them. I think all of those things are really good, and I think that that's where, you know, even looking a couple years down the line, when he gets a chance to draft a quarterback, or maybe even, you know, maybe he brings back Kirk Cousins for year three and Kirk balls out. I don't know. I, I mean, all those things are kind of on the table here. I also think the Falcons aren't good. Um, I think Arthur Smith is an absolute stooge because he does things like give the ball to uh, Tyler Algier at the goal line instead of B. John Robinson. I think he does, you know, John o. Smith over Kyle Pitts. Like those are guys they took at the top 10 in the draft. They're like, ah, I don't want to play with you anymore. And maybe they're doing something in practice that he doesn't like. But um, just this stodgy kind of... You guys don't know. I mean, that that was the whole thing with the end of the Zimmer regime, right? You know, Andre Patterson, great coach, not slamming him at all. But I mean, he would get up there and be like, Linville Joe or not Linville Joseph. Um, <clears throat> By the way, I don't know if you guys saw him like pump handle slam Joe Burrow on Sunday, but um, dude still got it. He's still a bad, you know what? So uh, Linville Joseph just totally slamming dudes still uh, coming off his couch. Um, Shamar Stefan. That's the one I was thinking. The real deal. As he looked in the camera, like, where's the camera? I got, I got to, I got to tell these fans what's up. You know, the whole, you don't know thing. Um, I think is very heavy in Atlanta right now. Um, so, I mean, guy like Kevin O'Connell, who 
he probably knows a lot more about football than all of us and still able to kind of be like a normal human about it. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And I think it's really exciting moving forward. Um, his next question is, does seeing them score points despite the pieces shift the thinking about all decisions regarding quarterback, Justin Jefferson, et cetera? Um, I think nothing changes with Justin Jefferson. I think the Vikings are going to try and pay him uh, because he is a, an integral part of the Like the offense is built around Justin Jefferson. And I know Jordan Addison has been really good the last couple of weeks. But um, I also think that if you... You know, it, it almost doesn't make sense to say he wouldn't be producing at the same level with Justin Jefferson because, I mean, he he's basically the number one receiving option on the outside right now or wherever they line him up. So, I mean, it's I don't think it's fair to be like, oh, he wouldn't do this, you know, if Justin Jefferson were there. No, no, no. I, I think this stretch is helping Jordan Addison hit another level in his rookie season. And it's going to help him in the long run and help the Vikings when Justin Jefferson comes back. Um, top receivers, man. It's one of those positions where you want to hold on to like quarterbacks. One of them edge rushers, another, uh, Daniel Hunter, you know, the Vikings could have traded him for draft picks when Kirk cousins blew his Achilles. They could have done it when they were one and four. Right. But they hung on to him and they're still trying to work out that deal because it is hard to find an elite edge rusher. You can get guys that come in, maybe pick up five sacks or whatever, but guys that can get consistent pressure who are good all around players. It's not an easy thing to find. And even if they are 29, you know, looking at a hefty payday down the road, you tend to keep those guys like ask the Titans right now. Uh if they miss AJ Brown and wish they would have paid him. I bet you the answer is yes, because um, Titans aren't very good right now. So I think Justin Jefferson and the Vikings, they come to an agreement. I mean, Quasey also mentioned too, it is hard to come to an agreement when you have two years remaining on your deal instead of one. Um, I think it eventually gets done. I don't think they do it during the season. Uh, maybe, maybe with Jefferson kind of, injured right now maybe they went to him and maybe they tried to start talks a little bit but um i think they're locked in right now and i think i i think they go ahead and they sign him down the road and then they kind of find out what they want to do with jordan addison i mean i mean look at the another example right now is the bengals bengals infrastructure around joe burrow with the exception of the offensive line which they've dumped a lot of resources in pretty damn good they got t higgins right now uh the rumor is they're not going to be able to afford him to keep him so they might have to walk. Maybe this is a situation where, yeah, they pay Justin Jefferson because he's that dude, but um, maybe Jordan Addison stay in Minnesota. Like, don't don't build a statue of him yet because I think he could be leaving down the road. Um, let's talk about the quarterback, though, because I, I think that's interesting. This is where the Dobbs thing kind of comes into play. Let's say Josh Dobbs is just functional the rest of the year, right? Vikings get in the playoffs. They win some games. They're not a complete train wreck. Uh, I think this gives them a little bit of leverage when they sit down with Kirk Cousins the next May. And we know what Kirk Cousins does at the negotiating table. He tries to get every dollar possible, which is not a bad thing. I'm all for NFL players getting all the money they can because, you know, you could tear your Achilles, especially if you're like a running back or whatever. You, something bad could happen there. All of those things go into a player trying to get every dollar they can. But Kirk might want to do it outside of the Vikings price range where the Vikings may come back and say, we love you. We want to do everything possible we can, but this is our price. And Kirk might do the same thing he did last time where he recorded his free agent process. Uh, he called the Jets to get the price up a little bit. The Vikings were like, 
yeah, we want you. I mean, um, you know, we've all done that when we've applied for a job, right? You know, the job's offering 50,000 and you say, well, you know, it's a great offer, but you know, can we get a little closer? And if they say, oh, well, we can't really budge. You go, oh, okay. I was gonna, I'll take the job. That's fine. You know, maybe you fake a little, uh, a couple of minutes and kind of go like, I don't know. Let me think about this a little bit. See if they go up a little bit. But um, I think Kirk goes to another team, uses them as leverage, and then ultimately comes back to the Vikings. Um, if he's hell bent on $35 million a year, I think the Vikings say no. And this is where Josh Dobbs comes in. Like if he is functional, and he's fine the rest of the year. Maybe they bring back Josh Dobbs at a lesser salary. Maybe they draft a quarterback or, you know, maybe they're really liking the progress that Jaron Hall is making by the end of the year. And they go ahead and they use Josh Dobbs as a bridge quarterback. Um, you got to look at a team like the 49ers, you know, the infrastructure that they have around Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy was the last pick in the draft. That's another like Adam Thielen went to Minnesota like type quiz question, right? Like Brock Purdy is the ultimate underdog quarterback uh, outside of Tom Brady because Brock Purdy hasn't won a Super Bowl yet. Um, you know, the Vikings could keep building this infrastructure until it's just so good that they could just plug anybody. They could plug a cheap quarterback in. That's where the 49ers are right now. That's why the 49ers traded a third round pick for Chase Young because it's all about building around that quarterback and having him do the least amount possible. So, I mean, do the Vikings want to kind of go that San Francisco route? Again, I, I think they really want Kirk back right now, but um, it is going to be a factor when Quasi Adolfo Mensa sits down next spring. That is for sure. Uh, let's check the comments quick before I go to another one. Let's see what we got here. Um, I got a bunch. I, I think I, I think I already answered do you extend Kirk or draft quarterback of the future? And would you want I kind of talked about that a little bit when you're okay. Let's see what we got here. When you're on your deathbed and you look back on the Vikings and they never won a Super Bowl, would you still look back and smile? I think there have been enough uh, moments as a Viking fan that I can be kind of proud of. Right. I mean, I, I was at the Minneapolis miracle game. I always smile when I think about that, even though what happened in the next game, um, you know, my, my family diehard Vikings fans, I'll always remember that and kind of their reactions. Um, yeah, I, I mean, you know, this is, this is more fun. Like on it, like if I, if I were, if I were a Boston sports fan and like the Bruins and the Celtics and the Patriots, they're, they're winning titles all the time. Like eventually, like I would get sick of it. Like, like seriously, like okay, here's another victory parade. Well, I went to the last two. I, I can miss one. Like if Vikings ever won the Super Bowl, I'm dropping everything and speeding to Minneapolis for that parade. Like twins, whoever. Because I like when the twins won the World Series, I was five years old and watching Rugrats. Wish I would have watched the twins back then. But I mean, you know, it's fun to me to be a Vikings fan. It's fun to me to come on here and, you know, talk to you guys and listen to Packer fans complain about their team this year. Like, you know, it's never going to be, oh, God, I wish I was a Patriots fan. No, I, I mean, I, I definitely think I would smile a little bit here. Let's get less uh, morbid here. Eric the Red, he was on Twitter, excuse me, on X. Uh, he said, what part of Josh Dobbs games will the Saints use to prepare to face him on Sunday? Were there any weaknesses that they'll be able to exploit? Uh, I think they try to contain his scrambling ability, right? I mean, I feel like running the ball has less things that could go wrong. So I think, you know, there were times where everybody was covered downfield and Josh Dobbs was like, all right, I'll just run for 10 yards. Like 
that's something that, like I said, the Vikings have in their offense now, and that's a very good thing moving forward. Um, if he throws the ball, you know, maybe his accuracy makes a mistake. Maybe he throws an interception. Maybe he makes the wrong read, uh, especially, you know, since, I mean, he'll have 11 days under his belt. I mean, he did pretty good with four days under his belt and people telling him what the plays were. Um, I think Dobbs can definitely maybe make a mistake that could flip the game, but it's a risky I take. Like I said, if you're on your fourth quarterback, you know, beggars can't be choosers. Um, I don't think that means leaving Jordan Addison and TJ Hawkinson open. Like that's just not something the Vikings are going to do. And then the Falcons, you know, they, they got a couple of those mistakes on Sunday. You know, you had the safety in the end zone. I think that gets cleaned up with Christian Derrissaw, uh, hopefully back from that groin injury next week. Uh, the other thing that Dobbs kind of struggled with on Sunday was his under pressure. He had a 50.3 passer rating. Uh, I think Dennis Allen, who prides himself on kind of exotic schemes and trying to get pressure on the quarterback, I think he's going to try to get after Josh Dobbs and try and force him into a mistake on Sunday. So I think if the, the Saints would attack anyone, uh, that's going to be where they go. Uh, James Danielson, <clears throat> excuse me one second, should, should add some product placement there or something. Uh, James Danielson, he is at snag, S-N-A-G 1025. Uh, he's also got this website, this Substack website called JD's Fantasy Football. You should go check it out. He grinds his ass off. Uh, he puts out good content, and I'd like to have him on the show. We just haven't been able to work it out yet and do some fantasy football chat. But um, good dude. I, I you know, stocked a cooler with him at Quick Trip multiple times, screamed in trash cans, and uh, you know, uh, threw stuff in the car wash on several occasions. But very good guy. He asks, with Cam Akers out and averaging around twenty eight percent of the snaps. What percentage of snaps do you think we will see Ty Chandler get going forward? Um, of the backs that are left, I, like this Cam Akers injury is a pretty big deal, right? Because he was supposed to be, the, I think a lot of guys thought he would kind of take over as the season went along. He doesn't really have the explosiveness, but and I, I don't really know. I mean, reliability. I mean, he had like 40 yards under expected for the Rams in that first uh, season opening game. So, I mean, it's not much better in Madison when you think about it, but I mean, Maybe the eye test was just kind of a lot better because Madison, I mean, if you watch the show, you know my opinion on him. I don't think he should have been an RB1. I think it was just kind of a farce. You want to talk about fraudulent things, you know, putting him on the banner in place of Dalvin Cook, that's pretty fraudulent to me, especially right now when he's averaging, you know, 2.8 yards per carry like he did on Sunday. Um, he has no burst. He can't make anyone miss. You know, the line struggled in the first half, but you got to create your own run sometimes. And Alexander Madison just hasn't done that this year. Um, Chandler, I think the biggest problem with him is his pass protection. I think that, you know, Judge Zolgad of Purple Daily kind of brought this up earlier this morning that, uh, you know, with Kirk Cousins out, who's more of a statuesque pocket passer kind of quarterback, Josh Dobbs, he can run around if there's a little bit of pressure. He can move a little bit more. So maybe you don't need to have CJ Hammond on third downs. Maybe you can have Ty Chandler. Maybe you need a bit of an explosive. And I also look at Dwayne McBride, who's on the practice squad. They wanted him to be their Isaiah Pacheco uh, when they took him in the seventh round. You know, Isaiah Pacheco, oh, seventh round, plays with the homes. He's so cheap. Oh, you know, and McBride, I, I think that when you look at him, he's a guy that his 
yards after contact were off the chart at UAB, I believe. Like he was just one of those, I think Thor Nystrom said he's like the Terminator where he's not actually dead until the red goes out of his eyes, kind of like this team. The problem was fumbles. The problem was learning the playbook. Um, is being in the practice squad all these weeks, has he made any progress? Maybe he gets, you know, uh, activated next week. I, I don't know. It kind of leads into our next question from uh, Connor, who is at C underscore Rob 60 on X. Uh, he asked, do you see us picking up another running back now that Akers is out? He mentioned Cale uh, Bontley, who was with uh, the Atlanta Falcons last year towards Achilles and he was cut before training camp. Um, you know, I, I don't I don't know if they may I mean, do you want another running back coming off an Achilles injury? Like, is that like a prerequisite? I don't know. Uh Daryl Williams is out there. Uh Tevin Coleman, Duke Johnson, or another couple, but I mean, those guys are like 30. So, so I mean, you're you're probably not getting much of an upgrade there. You could bring Miles Gaskin back for the 10th time. I, I just don't know if any of those guys could really help you uh, go ahead and uh, get that out. So, I mean, I don't know. It, it's it's very um, questionable. And he also asked his Dobbs starter from here on out if he's healthy. Um, like I said, they already kind of named him the starter. So uh, that is a good thing. Um, Going to dive back into the comments and just kind of bring this up. Do you think Kirk's injury lowers his market value? I think a little bit. I, I, I don't think it's like rock bottom because he could also come back and say, I was playing some of the best football of my career before I got hurt. So I know it's an Achilles injury. I know it's scary, but I mean, this ain't his first rodeo when it comes to negotiating big contracts. He's, he's going to have a plan B for the other arguments. And now while he's recovering, he can think of more arguments. I guess not that I, I'm not totally against Kirk coming back. Like as much as I was at the beginning of the season, would I like to see the Vikings try to, after franchise quarterback yeah absolutely but um kirk comes back i don't think i'm as upset as i was before um last question we got from twitter and probably last question we got going on unless if something else gets dropped uh alex gowan is that draft gowan 33 yes if jefferson and osborne are out next week would you rather have christian jackson or jalen naylor behind addison powell i don't know man i you know as far as it goes to me, I think the receivers are Jordan Addison, TJ Hawkinson, you know, and like you mentioned, yeah, Addison Powell, like, I, I don't know, Jalen Naylor, they sure seem to like him going back to training camp. I mean, he had that injury throughout camp and they didn't cut him. Like a lot of teams have been like, see ya, can't make the club in the tub. Remember Mike Zimmer's favorite phrase, uh, Jackson. I mean, he doesn't really do anything to excite me. I, I think I would lean Naylor, but I don't really know. Uh, Kevin O'Connell, by the way, said on the Pat McAfee show today, thinking long-term with Jefferson, that's kind of what they've been saying. Adam Schefter had a report yesterday, too, that said he hasn't met with doctors yet. Well, that was that was the plan. They were going to evaluate him in four weeks. So we're going to learn more about Justin Jefferson this week. And I don't know. I, I think the Vikings can beat the Saints without him, uh, especially with the way this offense is looking. But, of course, we are going to be very excited when Justin Jefferson comes back, um, Jeff asks, is Naylor a real person? I hear about him, but I never see him on the field. Yeah, great. That That is true. Uh, Jackson actually had snaps. I did notice him on the field. So maybe Jackson's a little bit ahead, but um, that is it. Uh, speaking of it, that is it. We somehow made it 45 minutes of me talking and ranting. So if you watched from beginning to end, 
Um, you deserve a purple heart or something. Go make one some with some crayons or whatever. Um, but that's all the time we have for the Viking Age podcast today. We do this every Monday and Thursday right here on the Viking Age YouTube channel. We're also on Apple and Spotify the very next day. But don't forget to rate, comment, share, and subscribe. so You never miss a new episode and we can spread the word to the masses. Uh, I am Chris Shad. Adam Patrick will be back on Thursday. We're going to go live at 11 a.m. Central Time. So make sure you check that out. Uh, we will talk to you next time on the Viking Age Podcast. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.